Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Yinznat. I am your co-host, Ace King Andy, along with my colleague, the most supreme Tony, the breaker of train trees, not trains. I don't know, Tony, did you break a lot of trains in your day? No, I really don't have any hostility or anger towards trains. Okay. So most supreme Tony, breaker of trees, hater of comic sans and memes, the maestro of wood, and that I don't give a shit about trains. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got that settled. Nice. That is not going to be your next one because that's, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, there's lots of, kind, lots of kind of trains out there. You're talking locomotive. 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 Lo- locomotive. Okay, I've had very little sleep this weekend. Uh, I played a lot of disc golf and then I went kayaking today too. So like I am exhausted. I am not going to lie. So I'm just putting that out there. That is the best time to record because everything is unscripted and uncensored. Yes. As opposed to pretty much any other time we do this. Yes. So where were we? I forgot. I'm so tired. (laughs) That that was a new idea for another. The point is for trains because it's for trains. Pittsburgh was known for train yards, shipping out the iron and coal everywhere. So there you go. Homework assignment. I mean, I was thinking more of like a dance train, you know, like conga line or something, or, you know, a train in like other areas, if you're into that for those adult listeners. All right. Well, I think we first have to address the elephant in the room, and that is the Tampa Bay lightning have won the stanley cup and right about now as soon as we talk about hockey something happens to our podcasts when we start talking about hockey and i think that tony should best explain this because i will not get through it so (laughs) okay so anchor has a lot of reports on your podcasts and it's great you can go in and dive in episode by episode see uh general listener demographics like where they're listening from, uh, how long they're listening, what software they're listening on, just general kind of demographic things. One of the specific stats that they provide is the percentage of drop-off and the timestamps when listeners drop off. So the last five or so podcasts, there is a specific trend When we mentioned anything about hockey or the NHL playoffs, the percentage of people that were listening to our podcast dropped off immensely. So this shows that Neil and Michelle don't give a shit about hockey, which we already knew, but it's more than just them of our 12 listeners, 15 listeners, like two remain. From the very point we start talking about hockey, everybody else drops off. So you see a significant decline in any topics that come around after we talk about hockey. I mean, we have we we scatter lots of topics in between hockey just to throw you off. And and you don't you're missing like part of the podcast. So I guess you just need to suck it up and listen about hockey. Yeah. That and the one podcast, the most recent one with Deer and Jay, where it was nothing but hockey. Mm-hmm. like three people listen to that because we put it in the title that it was all about hockey and nothing else. Three whole people listen to that. Well, okay. From now on, any, any, if we talk about hockey at all, we're not referencing hockey in any of our social media, anything that we like titles, nothing. It's going to be like stealth hockey. It's just going to be like surprise trap, up. hockey trap. 
Yeah. So yeah, we'll knock this one out quickly and then get on to other topics. Yeah. But Tampa Bay winning, okay. Honestly, I didn't watch any of the finals. I was playing video games instead. That was more entertaining for me. That was more of a usage of my time. It, I, it was kind of inevitable. There wasn't anybody that was going to beat Tampa Bay this year. They had the same core of players that they had last year, and they steamrolled over pretty much everybody. So, okay. Is there an asterisk on this 2021 Stanley Cup Final Cup winner? Sure. Yeah. It, it shortened season, pandemic season. There are asterisks going back to the Stanley Cups with the Spanish flu. And there is one mm-hmm. season where the Stanley Cup was not awarded at all because of issues with teams fulfilling the playoff games. Sure, mm-hmm. there's an asterisk here. Is that sour grapes? Sure, yeah. That's I dislike the antics that Tampa Bay took advantage of this year. Um, you could fight about it all you want the fact of the matter is the nhl approved what they did and not only that tampa bay in fact the last time their little cba deal was put in place tampa bay actually voted to get rid of it and then the nhl didn't and so they took advantage of it anyway so okay my rant about them being assholes and the last one is sort of technically untrue because whatever leveling the playing field they played by the rules Still sucks, and I still didn't want Tampa Bay to win, but it is what it is. Yeah, I'm glad that they won over the Canadians because me and Canada, we're not doing so well. You know, nothing against, you know, the great North. Just, you know, we're taking sabbatical, you know. Yeah, no, so I I, I was kind of glad that Tampa won over them, and that's it. That is hockey talk. (laughs) Short and sweet. On to new topics. Yes. So uh, I've been watching a couple shows. Well, Atypical came back on Netflix uh, the last season, and I'm I'm like halfway through it. It's it's good. I know you don't have Netflix, so you haven't been watching that. On top of that, I've watched. Though I know I talked I talked about it earlier. Like there's a couple of the murder ones. The the one that uh, what's his name's uh, Patton Oswald. His uh, wife. It was like I'll be gone and I'll be gone in the dark or something. About the, the murder, yeah, the the California BT- Highway. Was it the BTK murders or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. So, so I was watching these shows like that, and then there's another one that's it's gone or Home Before Dark or something. It's on Apple TV, and that that one's really good too. And it's like if you murder somebody, you're a murderer. But if you are murdered, you are a murder victim. Wouldn't you be like a murdery? Yeah, I mean, if if you are employed, you are an employee. If you are murdered, you are a murdery. How Mur- come murdery is also kind of an adjective, so it's a little confusing with the English language. Yeah, he did a little bit of murdery over there, and yeah, I think know. this room—I don't know—it just kind of gives up a vibe. It's like very murdery and stuff. Yes. So I, I don't know. I, I just think that that's that's something that we should try to bring bring back if it ever was in style or whatever because i think murdery is so much better than a victim i like I mean, it either way sucks but <laughs> yeah for the murdery sure yes for the murdery it sucks mm-hmm. either way but some people just always need to be the victim i don't think these I don't think ones it should be in particular have a specific need to be that no. victim it was happenstance and yes maybe not their fault so murdery victim i like it synonyms we're good to go okay 
I thought that that was a missed opportunity. Are you watching anything lately? Yeah, actually, uh, picked up Hulu, started to watch the second season of Solar Opposites and kind of slowly picking my way through that. I'm on, I don't know, the number of episodes that are there. I'm on like two or three, a uh, little bit by a little bit. Sit down, mm-hmm. watch one, maybe part of a second one. Also started watching a show that was on TBS a few years ago that is now on Hulu that is called People of Earth. Now, the story behind this is I wanted to see the new one with Alan Tudyk, who is an alien being a doctor in a small rural town. And I thought that this was it. It was not. (laughs) And I started watching it anyway. Um, It was like a sitcom that was on TBS, very low budget, but it is done by Anna Gasteyer of Saturday Night Live fame. And it has a couple of recognizable faces in there from comedic character actors that kind of pop through and Mm -hmm. same kind of thing. I'm only a couple of episodes in, but when I sit down, it's enough to hook me for an episode or two. I have not done kind of the overall binging thing. What I have binged on is so a slight pivot and I'll come back to it. Being unemployed has completely screwed up my sleep schedule. So between playing video games and watching YouTube, it turns out to be three in the morning. And I'm like, oh, shit, I should probably get to sleep, which is going to be bad and going to try to spin that back around so that I can be on normal East Coast time the way I have been going to need to do that in preparation for, you know, being at my new job in less than a month. Anyway, while I am up that late. I'm dicking around, like I said, playing video games or watching YouTube. And some of that is Critical Role, watching reruns, watching their new one, uh, Exandria Unlimited, which is kind of a short form eight episode thing. And they're smack in the middle of that right now, seeing some of the highlights. But I'm spending way too much time watching just clips of either the Bourne trilogy or Community again. And it's, I'm running into the same issue on like self-reflection and introspection on this where I've got all the DVDs. I could watch the episode on DVD, just have to get it up, put it in there, hit play and watch the episode with commentary and special features and all of that shit. Uh-huh. Or I could load up Hulu and it's right there. I could watch the entire episode from beginning to end on Hulu on the very same machine. I'm watching these YouTube clips. Do I do that? The answer is no, I do not. I will watch five minute clips of very specific episodes that people have pulled out like highlights for me because they're bite size. They're like Halloween fun size candies, four to five minute clips of community episodes. And I'll like I'll watch an entire episode like that for some stupid reason, because I just don't get out of my seat to go and get the actual episode. So I'm rewatching Community again, just in a very, very different format. That's that's kind of interesting. Cause so basically you're just in it for the jokes. Like you don't even care about the story all that much. Oh, I've I've mean I've seen community a number of times. Yeah, and I, I have watched all of community and followed a specific character. Like I've done kind of my dissertation on community where I will watch seasons and just focus on Troy Barnes or just focus on Abed Nadir and just go through the entire season and everything is peripheral, but let's focus on what this character is doing. I've seen it so many times. I know the storylines and yes, the jokes, they hit when they hit 
and every scene that the dean is in is solid gold he is jim rash is is fantastic and he doesn't Bloody get enough credit amazing that guy is spectacular with comedic timing and just gravitas and charisma he is on point in every scene that he shows up in is great so i love seeing that stuff and when you have a highlight reel of basically every one of his entrances into the study room it's great but yeah i'm sure this says something about me and that kind of instant gratification of bite-sized snippets of whatever that's way too much philosophical talk for me to give a shit about it's entertaining for me and then Mm -hmm. i can get up and i can watch something else stupid on youtube within a few minutes without having to invest too much time on a 22 minute episode i i mean i i really don't have any problems watching i'm usually like paying attention half paying attention to what's on actual tv and then playing a game or on the phone you know i bet it's lately it's been on the porch when I can, because it's, it's been last night was perfect. It was like 70 something, but it was a little chill, but it was just the perfect weather. And I will say this because I did go and stop by my neighbors like last week and we were hanging outside and there I am. And there's all these bugs and it's just like, you know, I, I, I fucking hate bugs. You know, I'm not like a big fan or anything like that. I don't think anyone really, really loves them. So, so we, we go and and we're hanging out and it's all those bugs. And I'm like, okay, fine. In that moment, it made me really appreciate all the work I did putting those screens on my porch because damn, I, <laughs> when I'm on the porch, I don't even worry about it anymore. I just go out and it's like, yeah, you know, I'm not, I don't have to deal with the shit. And it's just like going down to their, to her place and, and just checking the, the atmosphere and it's like just bugs and just getting bitten up. And I, I'm so glad I did that. Oh, absolutely. It is one of those luxuries that you don't really know that you need until you mm-hmm. have it. Yeah. A screened in porch like that, the work involved in it was intensive mm-hmm. and it took a lot of time, took a lot of resources, but reaping the benefits of that is great. As the lanai here along the pool, while I'm sitting in there in my floaty raft and not having a care in the world and listening to other podcasts, I can look up outside of the screens and see dragonflies just going to town, murdering mosquitoes by the bushel full. They're mm-hmm. eating all of them up. And I'm just like, I, I haven't been bitten by a mosquito yet. I barely know that there are bugs unless, you know, there's a swarm of bees that try to make their way into my house at various times. But that's taken care of by professionals who come in here and take the bees and move them out to their farms and then get all the honey as long as the honey isn't coming down my walls like the shining but yeah mosquitoes don't have to worry about it flies don't have to worry about them between the cats eating whatever happens to show up inside of the screens whether that be bugs or snakes or lizards or toads or the lizards and toads and snakes eating the bugs that are surrounding it or the dragonfly armada that is just awesome to see out there swooping through and just murderizing all of the mosquitoes and other bugs that are there. And then, you know, a spider or two that's sitting up in a corner that's got a nice populated web. I love it. Yeah. Greened in porch, no bugs. Everybody else around here is bitching about the humidity and the bugs. And I'm like, I'm in a pool. I got nothing to worry about. Well, it's nice to have that. I I just, I'm glad I put screens in and I don't ever want to deal with bugs again like that. So which is why, like, you know, I know Florida has worse bugs 
like there's there's swarmier i don't know that's that's why i could struggle to like think about moving in a place where it's just like like i don't know how you do it i really don't i got I don't screened think, in porch i i don't think i could do it i really don't because i like to go outside of my porch and play disc golf and i don't want to have to deal with with that at all the bug situation can- isn't as bad here when you're in the woods i mean even when i was playing up in canada the one course the the bugs were so bad i had to wear like mosquito net around my face because it was just that bad the courses that i had played before i hung the bag up uh more or less just zipped it up and put it in a corner and forgot about it but those courses did not seem to have so many issues with bugs I know that the municipalities around here take mosquito control very seriously, where they have helicopters that are loaded up with like DEET and they Mm -hmm. just spray everything around here. Whatever. They do that on a regular basis throughout the summer to make sure that the mosquito swarms don't just come up here and make us all murderese. Mm -hmm. Um, When I was out there, I did not notice a significant increase in the amount of bugs that were swarming around me. Sure, you have a couple of things that fly around in your face or whatever, but I never needed to use off or as Jay likes to call it on because apparently when he puts it on, it's like a bug magnet. Mm -hmm. Never had to use that here. So I'm sure there are bugs someplace. They just don't like me, which is cool because feelings mutual. Well, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad we talked about that. So yeah, another thing I was thinking about, because you know, I know for me music is so important and everything, and I don't believe we've had this topic before. And if we have, then like I apologize because like, you know, again, I'm tired. But I know when I when I have different emotions or whatever, I tend to listen to certain songs or whatever. So do you have any songs that you listen to when you're sad that really kind of either put you in worse position than you already are or is it something that actually helps you get out of it do you is there do you have like a couple that you can know off by hand or whatever no i i know the phenomenon you are speaking about i don't have anything like that first because i as an american male that was born in the 70s and have lived through the 80s and 90s as a general rule, I take all of my emotions and I squash them down into a little ball that sits in by my heart that gives me heart disease and everything later because that's healthy. So I suppress all memory or I suppress all of my emotions to the best of my ability, which then ends up just emanating in a giant core of rage because that's the only way I know how to express myself. Anyway, no, I don't have any specific type of music that I would listen to that goes along with a mood that I'm in. And I know that if I'm feeling sad, the last thing I do is listen to any music at all. It just doesn't have that uplifting feel for me, probably Hmm. because my specific great brand of music, my go-to is like Scandinavian death metal. (laughs) So, But that's really positive. It's a really positive message with that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, listening to metal lyrics and yeah i love kind of the uplifting and community feel and you know we've got some of the architect style gent that's in there that i really like and so we've got that specific brand of music and then kind of have the 90s pop punk stuff like i still listen to old school blink 182 
that's in the car on iPod on repeat as I'm driving around here because they're just fun songs and I know how to sing them. Okay. And, and to be clear, when you say iPod, you have an iPod Nano, right? Yeah. From like 1985. Now, I can't remember correctly. So is it the one that has a screen or is it the one that's just the like the dials? This one was the first version that has a screen. Okay. Touch screen. Yeah, I, I had the original iPod Nano that was actually like, you know, it was more length than girth. <laughs> Sorry. So, yeah, I, I had that and I bought that at the Apple store in New York City when I was visiting New York City. It was on a whim and it's just like then I just jumped into the whole iPod. Like I went from a Nano and then I ended up getting like a 30 gig and then I ended up getting like a touch. And yeah, and I have iPhone, so I don't. There's no need for that anymore, but yeah, they, they have compressed all of their offerings into one specific thing. But at the time, yeah, this Mm -hmm. was a product for people that were kind of wading in those waters. And I didn't even buy this. I won it in a contest when I worked at a company that's still out there. They gave this to me and I was like, cool. Now I've, I've got a reason to use it because my car actually has an iPod jack that Mm -hmm. a specific cord and everything that goes with it. So it's just jammed in there and I put it in the console and I've forgotten about it. There are songs on there that I haven't listened to in probably a decade at least, but it's just Blink-182 on repeat because I have like every one of those albums up until their eventual breakup. And uh, I can sing all of those songs. I know all those songs. I'll be like singing across the bridge and everything because that stuff is the kind of thing that makes me happy. But it's not like I'm in a happy mood, therefore I will listen to Blink-182 in order to make myself happier. Or, you know, I'm not going to listen to The Cure when I want to jump off that bridge. Okay, I, I want to just step back a moment here for, for, for a second. So you won this iPod, okay? Yeah. Did you own a musical, like, uh, you know, portable musical device prior to that? I don't think I did. I think that was kind of the first one. I remember Holly had at least one. She had the old round dial kind of thing, mm-hmm. but the full size, full size iPod. I think she got that as a birthday gift. So I saw how they worked and I saw what they could do. I was just like, the hell am I going to need this for? And then when I bought the car, it was that same kind of idea where the salesperson was like, hey, we've got Bluetooth technology in this specific package, but it costs X amount more. And I was like, I, I'm never going to use it. I don't care. Now I wish I got it, but mm-hmm. at the time I didn't. And all radio is shit across the nation anyway. So the radio simply wasn't on. I would drive in silence until I got this thing. And yeah, I don't think prior to winning the iPod Nano, I had owned any kind of portable music player. You know, I have to confess, I wanted a Zune for the longest time. I thought the Zune looked really fucking cool. and. I, I I wanted to be on that that ship, but I just never I never bought it. That that was it. Yeah, and then they stopped making them and sunset that entire product line. So you yeah. ended up better off in the end. Yeah, I mean I'm sure that they're still out there. I mean, what Peter Quill has one, right? So I that, mean that was an upgrade over the Walkman. Yeah, it's like holy shit, they have this. There's like a billion songs on there. I do have some sad songs that I listen to. A couple from Ben Kenny, uh, who is the bass player from Incubus. There's a couple songs that he has that that really 
you know, have helped me through things. And also Linkin Park, you know, I, I do have a, a mixed CD that it's somewhere around here. And it was my, I'm going through a, a rough time phase. <laughs> and it has like these same like sad songs, you know, over and over. And I, I, I do use, use it a lot. Well, I, I did use it a lot. Now, like, honestly, right now, I cannot stop listening to Enough Head Cave. I, I can't. Like, I have the Head Cave playlist on my phone or on Spotify, and i just been really listening to that a lot. I really wish they'd release, like, three albums at once because I need more music from them. Uh, even, like, the slower stuff that comes that comes up, like, on the, the like, newer songs that they, they had, I, I, you know what? At first, I was like, man why are you going to go and ruin something? You know, it's like you had a great fucking like hard sound and like unique guitars. And, and I like, I like the guy's voice, even when he's not singing, uh, you know, when he's, you know, like screaming, but even when he's singing and um, it was like, wow, this is, I, I, they, the new songs have really worked on me and, and I'm just, yeah, I can't get enough of it. And I listened to the, the radio, the, the radio playlist for them. And I, <sighs> I mean, there's other bands that they're trying to like push on me, like Grey Haven. Have you heard? Yeah, they're yeah, okay. Heard. Uh, Loathe. Like, I don't really. They had like one good song. There's there's been a couple gems, but I I just want to listen more, listen to more of them, more of them, and also uh, Ghost Iris. I've been listening to a lot of them as well. So I'm I'm with you in the listening to the harder stuff. Maybe because like with the pandemic, we've been inside. You know, I mean, I was playing disc golf still, but like I wasn't going shopping or doing anything. It's like disc golf and then come home. And I wasn't listening to as much release metal, you know, because mm-hmm. it's it's really just listening to it. It's just I want to scream, too. You know, I really honestly, that's one thing I would like to do. I would like to learn how to scream like they do. And I know that they wouldn't it be cool to be able to do that. Oh, absolutely. If you find a an appropriate reason time and place to do so yeah it'd be really cool Uh, and you're right you have to learn how to do that right or you will blow out your voice yes um so there is a specific way you don't just get up to a microphone and start screaming and expect to continue to do that through a number of shows or a number of songs on an album that's not going to happen you're going to blow out your vocal cords and then the repair of those is going to be incredibly expensive. And then you're not going to sound the same afterwards anyway. No. But yeah, being able to do that just metal growl scream, that sounds like it would be useful in a number of different places, like well, the cheese aisle at the supermarket. Yes, because like, Bray, I want Bray. Yeah, I mean, that'd be cool. Give me that sharp cheddar. Yeah, we are going to do a death metal song, <laughs> a Scandinavian death metal tribute <laughs> to all the cheese in the Aldi cheese aisle. <laughs> that would be great. Yes. That's something that's something that I think we could probably su- suggest to Psycho Stick and they would go and do it. I don't know. I'm not familiar with them. So like, I think. Oh, you need to like immediately after this podcast recording, mm-hmm. go and check them out. They're hysterical. They are just, they're a serious metal band. They play, like, they take their metal seriously, but all of their lyrics and all of their behavior is, like, dumb idiot shit. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely hysterical. But their music is, like, they take it seriously, and this is metal. 
they just have really dumb lyrics that go along with it and they're hysterical to listen to yeah okay well i will give them a listen maybe not immediately after this but it has to it has to be immediately after this before before you go and rest up from your exhaustion you need to listen to at least one yeah but then i'll probably want to like scream or something and then they'll get me awake and it's just like i'm like ready to wind down it's like yeah okay okay fair enough so yeah, in, in the course of this conversation, I think I started to realize why I don't have those specific songs okay. that go along with an emotional state because I tend to, and I don't know if I've done this recently, but I used to very significantly associate specific music or specific songs with actions or uh-huh. specific areas. So I know that Megadeth's Euthanasia came out at a specific time when I still lived at my parents' place and I had a coin collection where every so often I would go through a giant bucket of change and see what dates or things that I was missing and kind of fill in the blanks. Every time I listen to any song off of the Euthanasia album, I can taste nickel. It's one of the it's fucking mm-hmm. weird but there's an association there i haven't tasted nickel but the scent of nickel and coins in general because i associated that i would be listening to that album that's now a thing same kind of thing with um testament and acdc i mm. would sit there and i would game D with the old school second edition modules and i would be reading through them as i was listening to either testament or acdc and now every time i listen to one of those bands or a song from them i can smell the old paper from the tsr modules yeah i guess having that in place and knowing that that's how I associate various senses with music, I'm like, nope, we're done with that. No more of that shit. Anytime I listen to songs, I want them to be an island unto themselves without having any kind of an association with something else. So fully disassociated it. Yeah, well, I guess that's part of my problem is I have associated a lot of bad times in my life with a lot of music to get through those times. But now it's hard to listen to those songs because of that. So it's like those 80s hair metal bands it's like man i loved them growing up but man that was a lot of pain that i dealt with <laughs> so it's like hard to listen to and some things i can listen to it's it's you know time has passed and it's just like yeah i can let it go or whatever but some things it's like man it's, it, it's like i can't even do it no but then you go with other sensations as well like with like i, I had food poisoning when i was younger from mcdonald's and now any time that i smell mcdonald's i want to fucking vomit because i was so sick for like a week it was so bad and so like i can't i i like i won't even like piss in their bathrooms because like they don't even deserve my pee (laughs) but i i just don't i i can't do it and just the smell like i i've uh, so i can't disassociate certain things i i'm i've never been good at that so that specific thing is probably for the better because it means that you haven't eaten McDonald's in years, which is the same as me. I have not eaten McDonald's in years because that shit is not healthy for you. So by avoiding that, by thinking that every time you smell it, you're going to puke and that they're not even worthy of accepting your urine, you've avoided it entirely. So that's like a good association because McDonald's deserves all of that hate. I Well, yeah, but I'm not loving it. I'm not. I'm not loving it at all. No, it's been 1997 was the last time I had McDonald's. Something good 
happened in the 90s. How about that? I stopped eating McDonald's. Hey, grunge was there. We had a lot of other bands that came out of that. Yeah. Era. Era. End of recording. I can't believe you waited this long to see if there was something else at the end of the recording. That's a dedicated listener. Thanks, Mike. <laughs>